Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is Sherlock in Time, A Scandal in Nottingham, Part 1, written and directed by Jared McDerris, featuring the vocal talents of Cat Evans, Ansel Birch, Jared McDerris, and Ariel Leverett. The Starlight Radio Dreams theme was written and recorded by Arnie Parrott. Sound design and editing by Jared McDerris. Now, without further ado, on with the show. My name is Dr. John Watson. I share a flat at 22B Baker Street with one Sherlock Holmes, a private investigator. And 22B Baker Street has become unstuck in time. Transdimensional flood has taken us all over the past and future. Sherlock and I have ridden with Genghis Khan, witnessed the crucifixion, and micturated on the moon. Each time we right wrongs, fix mistakes, and are whisked off to our next disembarkment in time. Each time hoping the next disembarkment will be the disembarkment home. This is Sherlock in Time. Episode 27, A Scandal in Nottingham, Part 1. I say, Holmes, wherever do you think old 22B has deposited us this time? The question isn't where, Doctor, but when. Never get tired of that, do you? Cleopatra found it terribly amusing. You and I have very different memories of Cleopatra, especially when it comes to her sense of humour. Those crocodiles were just being friendly. The scars on my buttocks tell a starkly contrasting story. Titty reptiles notwithstanding, you shall no doubt be pleased to learn that I am 87% certain that we have returned to jolly old England. In Sherwood Force, to be precise. Sherwood? Sherwood. At home to RV campsites and annual paintball tournaments. And Robin Hood. The legend of Robin Hood, yes. How do you know this is England? The proliferation of Hazelwood is highly instructive, as is the badger whose droppings you trod in three steps back. Oh, what say we find a campsite then and request some toilet tissue for my shoe? Terribly sorry to disappoint, but we appear to have arrived about 600 years too early for that. This is just before the late medieval era, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and how could you possibly know that, Holmes? The size of the trees? That, and the iron mail burnies and bucket helms of the local law enforcement. Local who? Down there, leading that rather disheveled woman to the gibbet. My word! Yes, it is nice to be dropped off so close to civilization for a change. They're going to kill her! That is the typical use for a gibbet, Watson, yes. What say we leave the deducing to me, and if we're in need of someone to tread blithely into a pile of badger scat, then we'll call you up from the reserves. Touché, Holmes, but I worry you might be overlooking a crucial element of the situation. Not at all. Even from this distance, I see the woman to be peasant stock, approximately 55 years of age, developing cataracts and knock-kneed based on her gait, 
but nevertheless possessed of clear and confident faculties, judging by her spirited resistance to the local constabulary's manhandling, and I use the contextually gendered verb advisedly. Yes? Have I missed something, Watson? Only that perhaps we might consider intervening. Intervening? To perhaps prevent her from dying on the gibbet? Ah, I see, yes. Your empathy is truly boundless. I have other skills. Fair enough, but 22B brought us here for a reason, Holmes. Perhaps that reason is to prevent murder via involuntary ritualized immolation? I mean, do we actually know that 22B is dropping us anywhere on purpose? Has that been canonically established? I'm going into the village to hopefully prevent murder. You are welcome to join me, Holmes, if you're not too terribly busy. Where's a hookah parlor when you need one? 4,000 miles removed, I suppose. Or 700 years, however you choose to look at it. <laughs> Who am I talking to right now? Oh, yes, the cleverest person in the room, as per usual. <laughs> room being figurative. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I must say, this conversation is going much more smoothly than is typical. I noticed that too. <laughs> yes, how frightfully boring. Oh, very well then. Coming, Watson! Father, do you repent your crime of witchcraft? I can't repent why I don't dickhead now, can I? Well, do you at least repent of your potty mouth? Ain't no laws against calling a duck a duck, and ain't no laws against calling a sheep fucking sharp face a dickhead. That is quite a pair of accents. Good of you to join us, Holmes. Yes, I thought so too. <laughs> the Lord shows mercy to a humble heart. I don't see no law here. All I see is a stuck-up prat in bedsheets and a bunch of chuckleheads nodding along with him. Oh, yes, yeah, good point. Yeah, She's got our number. Nice. Have you nothing more to say in your defence? Yeah, fuck you, prat. Is that all you have to say? Well, I've also got fuck you, dickhead, but even I think that's a bit redundant by now. Very well. Before we burn you at the stake, do you have any last words? Yeah. But you're not gonna like them. Good villagers of Nottingham. Genesis 22.18 says thou shalt not suffer which to live. Oi! Is that a German accent? That accent is no more German than a hamburger. Which is to say only to a statistical insignificant degree. Good people of Nottingham. Has this woman earned death? Oi! Has she though? <gasps> You dare contradict a man of the cloth? We contradict burning a woman alive, at least. We are very anti that. <laughs> well, moderately anti, at least. I was bored. We're here to help. I don't need your help, creep. Don't need our help? Nonsense. Take heed, everyone. There are three key elements that all witches share. A strange mark somewhere on her body, an aversion to water... 
and an immunity to shop pains. Public exposure laws being what they are, I recommend this woman be stabbed with sharp needles and tossed into the nearest pond to see if she floats. You call that helping? Of course. Go help yourself then. Better than dying. I ain't gonna die. Now listen up, you dipshit. If I am not released at this very moment, I shall summon the devil to blot out the sun and cast all the world in eternal darkness. I'll do it too! Ha! Ha ha ha! Laugh, laugh with me. <laughs> Very funny, deranged old woman. But I'm afraid we will not be moved by such idle. Wait a minute, why is it getting so dark all of a sudden? It is merely the power of suggestion, good villagers. If you adjust your eyes, you'll see that nothing has. Wait a minute, it really is getting dark. What is going on? It's a solar eclipse, Holmes. How did she know it was coming, I wonder? A cell of what now? Holmes, your pockets of ignorance are rare but astounding. How many times do I have to remind you that the Earth revolves around the sun? And how many times do I have to remind you that the severed head of a sea slug can grow an entirely new valley when left undisturbed? I think my thing comes up a little more often in life. Maybe in your life. How often do sea slugs come up in your life? This so-called witch must have had prior knowledge to that solar eclipse. Don't change the subject. How else could she have threatened to block out the sun? Oh, the black sun! It's blinding! Don't look directly at it! I cannot see! Don't look directly at the sun, you piss-headed git! Oh, the sun! Oh, the sun. sun. Oh, hey, don't go! I need the mob mentality to justify paternalistic murder of a marginalized woman. Oh, black hole son, why did you come? Don't worry, it'll unblot itself in three days? More like a few seconds, Holmes. Oh, even better. It'll unblot itself in a few seconds. Oh, there it goes! The light, it's blinding! Stop staring at the sun. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my, are you also a bitch? I've been called better. This is Sherlock Holmes, private investigator. Some have called me the most brilliant mind on earth, though I've never made the claim myself. Never denied it either. That wouldn't be terribly brilliant now, would it? I'm afraid the devil is entirely in abstention today, my lord. You mean father, not my lord? What you've just witnessed is a solar eclipse, an entirely natural phenomenon. And you seem knowledgeable in the science of witchcraft as well. I am knowledgeable in many things. Just not solar eclipses? Many, many things. Perhaps you might be interested in a quest. A quest? In service to the crown. The crown? I thought the crown and the clergy were rather at odds in the mid-13th century. We're actually in the late 12th century, but a good guess. Excuse me, I am talking. I am a priest. I am very important. No, you're not. Holmes, please don't antagonize the church again. My mother would never forgive me if I were excommunicated a fourth time. I mean, no, he's not a priest. Ooh! 
How very dare you! Are you suggesting some random peasant dressed up in bedsheets and a paper crown just so he could burn, uh... Where did she go? Who? The, the witch. The woman, I mean. The woman? She appears to have gnawed through her restraints and run off while we were bickering of a bishopric. I guess she really didn't need our help. No, but I do. Yes, but I'm not listening until you admit who you really are. Holmes, please, I don't fancy being hunted down by the Swiss army again. Better than that time we were hunted across Wyoming by Wild Bill Hickok. Granted, but I'd just as soon not be hunted by anyone. How do you know I am not a priest? Oh, please, my lord. You ask me that, dressed as you are in what is obviously Scottish cotton, when everyone knows that English 13th century clerical vestments were stocked exclusively from Mediterranean sources. You ask me that, after committing the obvious blunder of claiming Genesis 22.18, quote, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, when it is actually Exodus 22.18, 19 in the Hebrew. You ask me that, when even a primary school education forewarns us that British medieval clergy were not permitted to sentence the peasantry to death, even under the suspicion of witchcraft, particularly whilst under the usurpation raid of Prince John. Honestly, my lord, how foolish do you think I am? Wow. Stumbled a bit under the solar eclipse, but glad to see you stick the landing, Holmes. And who exactly do you think I am? Wait, did you say the reign of Prince John? Under your patently false beard and childishly assembled costumery stands a man with an authority of pit and gallows. I deduce, therefore, that you are none other than William de Weddenhall, High Sheriff of Derbyshire and Nottinghamshire, more colloquially referred to as the Sheriff of Nottingham. I'm not saying this is getting ridiculous, but only because it goes without saying. Then I shall reveal my true form. Behold, it is I, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yes, that's what I said. And you say you controlled the sun by means of your intellect alone. I mean, I didn't say that, but... Then you are the very agent I seek. I am in search of a dangerous criminal. A dangerous criminal, did you say? Can't imagine who. One who poses a deadly threat to the state itself. A deadly threat? This is becoming less tedious by the second. I'm sorry, can we look back a moment? Why were you, the Sheriff of Nottingham, cosplaying as a German priest, trying to burn an old woman at the stake? That old woman poisoned a local blacksmith with deadly nightshade. Is it really illegal to murder a peasant, though? Illegal enough. But more importantly, she was also preaching sedition. She was attempting to recruit lowlifes and brigands into the service of the very criminal to whom I so recently alluded. Well, that explains the burning, but why the third-grade Halloween costume? The Sheriff of Nottingham has enemies everywhere. The trees themselves have eyes. But none of these backwater, superstitious, pudding-brained adults would dare harm a man of the cloth. Can't imagine why you're so unpopular. I know, right? I mean, I'm rich, I'm powerful, I get to do whatever I want whenever I want. You'd think everyone would be dying to be my friend. Uh, full marks for imagination, anyway. But this is beside the point. I need your help locating this ferocious criminal. A fiend by the name of... Robin Hood. You don't say... This sounds like a very important enterprise, my lord. The state of Nottinghamshire itself depends upon it. No expense is too great. 
capture this brigand for me, and you may name your price. Holmes, we are not seriously going to capture Robin Hood, are we? And why not? Well, for starters, I'm reasonably certain he doesn't actually exist. That could prove a bit of an obstacle. Secondly, he robs from the rich to feed the poor, rather on the plus side of the good-evil equation, wouldn't you say? If not for the state, then do it for the innocent young maiden he has kidnapped. Kidnapped? He's certainly bearing the lead a bit, isn't he? Yes, my own betrothed. Return her to me and bring me Robin Hood in chains, and all the wealth of Nottingham will be open to you. Money is nice. But it's mostly the challenge of tracking down a potentially fictitious master criminal that appeals to me. Very well. I accept your offer! Excellent. He was last seen- That won't be necessary. I don't want anyone saying you helped me win. Win what? Come along, Watson. I'll come along, but only to talk you out of this immoral enterprise at just the right moment with an emotionally engaging speech. I look forward to it. Hop along. And so we trudged into the deep, virgin woodlands of Sherwood, eager to discover- ah, I swear to 22B if I step in one more pile of badger droppings, I'm abandoning time travel altogether! You're not fooling anyone, Watson. Where are we going, anyway? Not just anyway, Watson. West. Why west? Which? Which? Which west? Which way? Whatever the devil are you saying? The witch. She trundled off in this direction and made little attempt to hide it, Inspect the ground more closely, you'll find broken sticks, depressed foliage, and various other spores available for deduction. You might even avoid stepping in badger dew for a change. I take your point. So the plan is to find the old woman and she'll take us to this Robin Hood? Or whoever's pretending to be him anyway. Still, this old woman had quite a lead on us. It might take hours. There she is! Why do I even bother? Greetings, old woman. Terribly sorry we were unable to assist you in your early escape. What seems to be the trouble? Broken ankle? Rheumatoid arthritis? Chipped your tooth on a knot of rope? I'm all a distraction. A distraction? It's a medieval term for derangement. She's not actually calling herself a distraction. Oh, good. It only now occurs to me that trying to hunt down an infamous brigand and gang leader armed only with your razor-sharp wit and blunted sense of self-preservation may not have been your most cunning plan. I understand you've been recruiting men for this Robin Hood character. Where can we find him? Does he really exist? What woman did he kidnap? Do you know her name? Marion. Oh, of course, Maid Marion, obviously. And where can we find this Marion? In a birdhouse? Holmes, I fear that this poor old woman may have actually been referring to herself as a distraction. Why is that? If you might peel your eyes away from the forest floor for a moment, you shall no doubt deduce that we are surrounded by a dozen well-armed and unfriendly-looking men. I don't see how that... Ah. Lay down your weapons. I'm afraid my only weapon rests within my head, madam. Bad news for you. Knock your arrows, boys. I 
don't suppose you might consider telling me whether this Robin Hood fellow actually exists? I'd hate to die in a state of unsated curiosity. A dozen surgeons couldn't remove the curiosity from your head, Holmes. Nor a dozen arrows, tragically. Is Robin Hood real? Did he actually kidnap Maid Marian? Where is he? You're looking at him. Well, I must admit that is not the response I anticipated. Aim! Wait! Why should I? Because I don't want to die! Why must you always embarrass me, Watson? Loose! Yup, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got into this mess, or more accurately, how I got out of it. Tune in again to find out. Same Holmes time, same Holmes channel. Thank you for joining us for this clip from Starlight Radio Dreams, Spooptoberfest 5, The Reckoning. The Starlight Radio Dreams theme was written and performed by Arnie Parrott. Join us next time, January 28th, for Starlight Radio Dreams show-length musical, Samuel Spruce in The Warehouse Always Wins. The little wooden boy will finally learn the truth about late-stage capitalism through the magic of song. Until then, keep laughing and keep dreaming.